Welcome to another post-game media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Today is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Uh, last night, the Indiana Hoosiers defeated the Butler Bulldogs 9-1 at Victory Field in Indianapolis. Uh, after the game, uh, the media caught up with head coach Jeff Mercer, uh, second baseman Tyler Dones, who went uh, two for three uh, and earned four RBIs. Uh, as well as the winning pitcher, Ty Bothwell, who pitched five innings in relief and got eight strikeouts. Yeah, we had a couple guys there. We wanted to go to, wanted to go to Sharp and, and had Holderfield and a couple of those guys. So we were in good position. Once we got the lead there, gave us the ability to, to save Sharp for tomorrow or give him a day off or okay, kind of give him a midweek off as well. So, uh, yeah, those guys did a good job. They managed, had some base runners, had some clutter. Uh, but manage their way through it, and that's what you have to really do. You have to manage in those situations. And they did a good job of that, of, of continuing to execute and work their way out of those spots. You mentioned you mentioned managing. I think through six, I think they threw in 127 pitches between them, and I think only like 53% for strikes. I mean, just yeah. what? But they struck out seven or eight guys, I think, by that point. Just yeah. what, what worked for them? Well, as yeah. far as getting swing and miss stuff, even when they were yeah. you know missing some spots. The game plan was to be as effectively wild as possible. We executed <laughs> that really, really well. No, I just. They both have good fastball properties, and mm-hmm. so they, they, they didn't do a good enough job of executing off speed pitches, and so they were reliant more on the fastball and didn't come in that great. So there is a piece to it where if you, if you can be a little bit effectively wild, um, when you have good fastball properties, you get some swings and misses. So yeah, we would definitely like them to be uh, a bit more of a marksman with our fastball, but when you have to knuckle down and execute, they did that. And so uh, they managed the run game well. They were the hold runners, keep guys in the double play position. who had bases loaded. 3-1 count, get a tapper back to the mound, get double play and get out of that. So, yeah, there, there wasn't necessarily a, a game plan that we that we executed with that in mind, but we managed our way through it. And that's a big deal because the reality is there have been times this year where we haven't done that, where we've gotten in those positions and we haven't worked our way out of it. So today, in that, in that regard, that was a good step for those guys, and now it's happy for them. For Braden Tucker, I looked on the roster, he was the only guy from 2019 who pitched and still pitching this year. Was that why you started him or was that a mere coincidence? No, that was just a coincidence. No, we, no, uh, Tucker has started in the past for us. And, and as the, the other guys in the bullpen mature, we would like to be able to have a guy that we're grooming to potentially be a third starter. And so that was an opportunity for him to come in and start, get under his belt, and then hopefully potentially at some point, uh, once we get kind of out of the double midweeks, we could use him as a, as a potential starter. So that was the point behind it. Obviously, a big night for Ellis, uh, three yeah. fourth. Obviously, in the big home run. I mean, what's um, I know you probably got this question a lot, but just, just how impressive has he been this year? Basically, what's impressed you about what he's done yeah. uh, coming in with you guys? Well, he, he is a, a, an incredibly talented player, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when you look at his past; he's very, very talented. But he has been a catalyst in the room, in the offensive room, as far as his work ethic, his drill work, his investment his approaches i mean it's a super young group but when you have an anchor like him that comes in with that attitude and that leadership that's been his most uh, impressive and impactful aspect is just his leadership and ability to manage those young guys and show them how to work show them how to compete and he catches he catches 80 percent of our games that's a hard thing to do is anchor a lineup and catch every day but he's very mature and that allows his ability to play and, and the reality is, when you transition, he was a he was a he was a four-year guy in high school, Division mm-hmm. one guy in high school, but he spent two years playing junior college baseball. There's an adjustment to Division mm-hmm. one pitching every single day, mm-hmm. where there's no there's no let up, there's no breaks. You know, not that junior college is not. His junior college is terrific, 
but you get a few breathers in there every now and then and, mm -hmm. and at the schedule that we play there's just no breathers and so you can see him the last few days he's swung it better yeah. and he kind of getting his feel back a little bit and timing mm -hmm. and that's kind of the way it goes and mm -hmm. uh, but but he is one of my all-time favorite players and in his his legacy will be here forever whatever he does professionally or not in the mm -hmm. future he has a massive legacy on the program and i'm very very proud of him Coach, a lot of situational hitting tonight in big spots. How important is it to keep the bat passing? Huge. It's huge. And that's what I'll talk to you guys after the game. You don't just always hit four homers. You don't just, they don't walk the bases loaded and throw a double in the gap. There are times where you, you, you know, our base running has impacted our offense tremendously. You know, just having movement, you know, Hunter Jesse is a prime example. That second base, Hunter Jesse has movement. We talked about before that inning, making sure we're having movement at second base in the pitcher's face. Guy keeps his face on second base, throws the ball to the backstop. You give Ellis 3-0 green light, base hits, scores two runs. Right? That's predicated on Hunter Jesse, his work at second base. You know, obviously, the, 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 the threat of the stolen base at first base splits the attention you know, for the hitter. And then when you get those guys in scoring position to, to settle down, manage your bat, and drive the run in, especially with two strikes, Sam Yerson did that. Um, you know, Tyler Dones has done a really good job of that as of late. Um, and then obviously you get a chance to steal home again. So those those little things were in the past, we've just slugged and left guys in scoring position and you have to finish innings. And you can begin to see the growth of an offense in their ability to execute fundamental baseball, not just have, you know, the, a five run inning based on four doubles and a homer, right? And, and that's what, you know, good offenses do. And, and, and those guys are growing up and doing a good job. Tyler was using the right side of the field pretty well today. What what is he what is he accomplishing with that? What is he doing? Yeah, that's that's when he's good. That's what he does, right? You know, sometimes when when you hit a few homers, you're full side for everybody. You you kind of get a little full side happy, and you and you get off the barrel. You get to the end of the bat a ton, full side ground balls, and and he's worked really hard on his close side drill work, using the middle of the field, using the other way. He is a really strong kid. He's just a great rotator. He's got a ton of bat speed, and the ball really jumps from left center to the right field line for him, and, and he was excellent in that. So he, that's something he's worked really hard on uh, and something that, that has made our offense go. He's had several big extra base hits to the right side and a couple of two-out RBIs in that part of the field, too. So it changes our offense, and it changes the way that somebody pitches you when they can't just grab a strike middle of the way or, or, or land a breaking ball with two strikes away and you hit the ball the other way. Um, it, it opens up the whole plate to you. It makes it a lot harder for a guy to, to establish the, a part of the plate he feels comfortable with. You're five and one at Victory Field since the series started in 2015. Do you like playing here? Yeah, I, you know it's funny. I I, um, I actually did an internship here when I was a senior in high school, so I I, I know that I know it very well. Uh, but so every other day I drove up here uh, the my entire senior year and worked on the grounds crew. So I have an affinity for the place, and it's such an incredible location. We're very fortunate to be here. Um, but also, the, the, I have a, an appreciation for all the hard work that goes into making this one of the finest venues in the country, regardless of level. So yeah, yeah, the 5-1 the and record on top of that is just icing on the cake. But the ability to be here and then my personal uh, my personal relationship with the places makes it a really cool experience. Teams won four of their last five games. How important is momentum right now? And you have a really big series this weekend against Illinois in second place in the yeah, I, I think the big part of it is as, as we've gotten starting pitching, we've been able to have more success. And I think that any any team is going to say that, right? But but for us, that's been a big deal. So as we've gotten quality starts, we've had a good offense the entire year, played good defense. So as we grow some of these guys up and we get more quality starts, then we're able to go ahead and extend the lead and, and, and put guys away. So, you know, you know, 
momentum, you know, I, I think really is just confidence, right? And so if you're if you're a confident team, you're a confident team for a reason. You're confident because you're pitching it well, you're playing good defense, and you have a, a quality offense. And so I would say we're building confidence through having good starting pitching and then continuing to, to do what we do offensively and defensively. And so that that uh, it does it gives you it gives you a lot of excitement going into the weekend. Kind of touching on that pitching, how important is it in a midweek contest to get nine innings out of just two guys out of your bullpen? Yeah, it's huge, especially the double midweeks. You know, last week we had two midweeks, and this week we have two midweeks. And so having having double midweeks, it it, it sets those it sets Ty and, and Tuck back up to ready to go Saturday and Sunday. Um, but it also allows us to, to to save some guys for tomorrow um, and, and be able to compete better in that in that situation, and then get you ready to go for the weekend and, and weather permitting. You know, we'll hopefully we'll play one, one, and one. But if we don't, not having to throw everybody out there today makes the load lighter tomorrow. It makes it easier if we were to have to go to two on one of the days this weekend. Yeah, it's a, it's a really big deal. We'll take one more. Over the weekend, you said that Carter Matheson recognized the opportunity to bunt uh, on the shift. Yeah. Is that kind of a similar situation here where Hunter Jesse is just watching the pitcher get a little too comfortable and then just takes advantage right there? Or is that something that coaching staff sort of recognizes? On the on stealing home? Yeah, on stealing home. Yeah, that's something that we work on. And that's something that he and I in the in the play communicated and we talk about it hunters are real dynamic base runner has really good instincts and good feel and uh he, he kind of was like are you serious I'm like yeah i'm serious if you get it and and so i got a good jump and, and execute the play really well um, and so it's something that we practice i've not seen it work the way i guess you say this the situation needs to be right so it helps obviously it needs to be a left-handed pitcher looking at two strikes and then it really helps to have a left-handed batter Right, and so you have all those things kind of working together, and we've had that situation come up twice. But yeah, it's something that we practice. Um, you know, we practiced it for the last several years, but we just the situations have worked their way out, and the guys that have the instincts and the athleticism to pull it off. Um, but it also comes back to our fake breaks and our forced walks, that are that are our guys are doing a really good job of that, and understanding that if you do a good job in setting it up, now you get an extra three or four steps because they're not sure if you're just faking it or if you're actually going. And then the concern of actually stealing home makes you more concerned to execute a pitch and speeds guys up. All of those things, again, we're just trying to facilitate the offense. So you know, it's something that we practice and, and work on. Tyler, you uh, used the right side of the field quite well today. What, are, what have you been working on? How are you how are you making that work for you? Honestly, just that. The whole season, I've kind of been uh, losing my barrel on an outside pitch. So the last week or so, I've just taken a little bit more pride on just staying on top of those balls and going that way with it. Kind of to go off of that, we've seen you in the lineup in different spots the past couple of weeks, week and a half. Does that help or what does that add to your approach? Um, I don't think anything really changes. Um, I had to talk with Mercer, just going to the bottom lineup, trying to turn it back over to, to Bob and the other guys. And I mean, I'm just having that approach and I just try to take the job that's given. Kind of to go off of that, how much confidence do you have in the rest of the lineup to, that they'll not only get you the same amount of at-bats even though you're further down, but you'll be able to turn it over? Yeah, I mean, this lineup has showed up day in, day out. I have confidence in all these guys, all the bitch guys, this whole team. So there's a lot of confidence no matter what happens. Max Johnson's been your partner in the middle infield last couple of games. What have you seen in him? Is there anything you've kind of tried to help him with as a true freshman? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as a true freshman, you have the jitters. He kind of got thrown in in the middle of the Big Ten. So, I mean, it kind of speeds you up, and he's done a great job. The kids showed up every day and worked his butt off. So, he definitely deserves this. 
Ty, uh, Victory Field has been quite good to you. Uh, last time I saw you here, you won a state title. So what does this place mean to you? I mean, this is it's a beautiful park. You know, you, you can't really deny that. And I mean, I have a lot of memories here, especially with, uh, you know, high school and then now. Like, it means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to a lot of the Indiana guys here that were born and raised. Because a lot of those, a lot of our guys have played in the state championship and has been here uh, all throughout. And you know, like not not just me, but like everybody else here, just like really appreciates like coming to this place. You with Brayden Tucker, he was the only one who pitched here in 2019. Did actually pitch that game? Was the only one on the team? Did he give you you or the rest of the pitching staff any pointers for tonight? Um, no, <laughs> like no, a lot like. I was the only one that kind of remembered that. Um, like, I don't know. <laughs> he's such a goofy guy. Like, he doesn't really, he's not much of a talker. Like, he just goes out and does his job and, uh, like, just dominates whenever he goes out there. And, you know, his his uh, his words to motivate us is go get him. And, like, that's pretty much it from him. And, you know, that's all we need because... <laughs> Man, man of such few words, like, whenever he says anything, it, like, it has, like, major impact, so. Ty, five strong from you tonight to back up Tucker's score. How important for, for his uh, pitching staff for you guys to get nine complete innings out of you guys? Oh, I mean, it's huge. Like, you know, now we don't have to worry about tomorrow as much. You know, like, we'll have a lot more depth to use tomorrow. We don't have to burn three, four arms tonight. Again, I have a lot of a lot of guys just go tomorrow if we need to, and then gear up for Illinois. And I think it's just like, nights like tonight will really set us up for what's to come in during the weekend. And as Coach Glantz said, like that's like that's really huge for us as a staff. A lot of swing and miss tonight. What was working for you? Mainly just the fastball, just trying to go work up in the zone, just continue to elevate. See if they'll chase, and I had success with it. And if I needed to, like for a ground out, just go to like a changeup or like a backdoor slider. Tucker starts out with the seven strikeouts. You follow that up with eight. Was there anything that you sort of noticed while you were warming up that you could exploit from the opposing hitters, or is there anything in the dugout that people are telling you? Uh, maybe Tucker said anything to you in the dugout following his outing? Just challenge him. Uh, I was pretty much. He didn't really. We didn't get a whole lot, uh, large, amount, large enough amount of time to talk because I was warming up and I asked him before I went out there what what he was seeing and if he had any like advice against these guys and didn't even really get a chance. Blant had him go sit back down in the dugout and um, you know um, Ellis came out and talked to me and just challenging them with the fastball and work from there and then. You know, especially just getting ahead, like that's the biggest thing for our pitching staff. And, you know, that's that's been our biggest thing. And just continue to do what we have to do to get them out. You had some traffic in your first two innings of work. Uh, what did you do to work around that? How did you adjust? Just dialed in, like, just gotta go back to the basics and focus up. Uh, I think I got in it, probably looked that way and I, Felt a little sped up in the in the first uh, inning that I went out there, and after that I just locked in because I knew that I got 
eight guys behind or seven guys behind me that are going to get the job done if they hit it. And I just had to believe in my stuff and challenge these guys because you know, at some point you kind of just have to say like, all right, put my foot down. I'm going to do whatever I can to like challenge and beat this team for my guys. That concludes this post-game media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, the Hoosiers are right back at it tonight at 6 p.m. at Illinois State in Norman, Illinois. Um, and then the Hoosiers will host Illinois in a series at the BART. So we will see you at the BART.